This is Sugar Honey Bubble Tea, a podcast aimed to amplify Asian woman voices while navigating race, dating, and wellness. I am Ange, and this is Toby. Hello, I am Toby, and this that was Ange. <laughs> <laughs> also, before we start today's episode, please go follow us on Instagram at Sugar Honey BBT at S U G A H O N E Y BBT. We post a lot of podcast episode related segments every week and a lot more. So make sure you go follow us there. Yes, exactly. Um, what are we talking about today? Today we are <laughs> talking about something that everyone experienced many times in their lifetime: unrequited right. love. Right, right. What is unrequited love? Well. The definition <laughs> of unrequited love is an experience of loving someone without them loving you back. So, basically, any love that is not returned to the same degree that mm -hmm. you that which it is given. So it could be like a crush or loving someone who does not love you back, someone who's not right. available, or a desire for an ex. Etc. Mm -hmm. The feelings are not mutual or not reciprocated. Mm -hmm. um, so that's basically a one-sided love. Yeah. So why? Why? How do we come about this? I think there's always like um, whenever we try to come up with topics of, for for episodes, it's never like, oh, let's talk about this. It's always like, bitch, you know what happened to me, and then we're like, let's talk about this. <laughs> you know what happened to me. <laughs> Yeah. so well first of all like both of us have been in numerous one-sided <laughs> situations or, or situations where you thought it was mutual and then it turns out it wasn't and you wait you wasted three years of your life <laughs> for them to never love you and you're like bitch what happened literally <laughs> so basically what happened was the other day i was um talking to my therapist I was in my therapy session and I was talking to her about my um fixation on pursuing unrequited love or people who don't want me mm -hmm. back and then she said to me that you know I think you have this deep unworthiness of love like you feel like you're not worthy and I was like how dare you <laughs> hurt me like the audacity <laughs> i did not pay for you to hurt my feelings but also very true carry on <laughs> so that's how like how dare you take my money and insult me <laughs> oh that's so true but also like that's how kind of how we came about this topic right yeah like and we kind of start talking about how like unrequited love was um it's kind of like the love where you you know when it ends you can you kind of feel like you gaslight yourself and you don't really mm -hmm. have the permission to talk about or to be sad over and like how that's such a common thing for us because we have experienced a few of these kind of relationships where it wasn't really a relationship or you know to to be in a the quote unquote relationship that you can 
you know, you break up and you never really got over this person because you feel like you don't have the permission to get over yeah. this person. Yeah. Because it's like, why do I need to get over this person if it has never really started? We should normalize heartbreaks from no relationship. Like, just normalize <laughs> heartbreak of nothingness. <laughs> because I can't even, like, sometimes I feel bad because when I talk to my friends about it, I kind of feel silly because, like, there was mm. yeah but we should normalize it because why does it need to be a relationship to have a heartbreak mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. wait why, why do you let's roll back a bit like why do you have this fixation on the pursuit of unrequited love because i'm mentally ill <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much it's just a mental illness <laughs> yes well coming from that what my therapist told me which i i kind of knew because i i have like you uh, some self-worth and self-esteem issues and mm. yeah i think because like reciprocated love you know like because i think as we go older you we become more traumatized or like i have become way more traumatized and right and like mm. with mutual love like it has gave me a lot of like hurt and rejection so right now a part of me kind of think that because reciprocated love is so intense in emotion and so like emotionally intimate that I'm so scared to be this emotionally entangled with someone because every time like you're that jaded yeah like every time I had been in that situation I ended up being heartbroken or I ended up being so hurt so instead of going head on with that I just like put myself in this place of pursuing someone who I know would never want me back so in some ways, I don't have to deal with the hurt of them actually wanting me back. Because if they do want you back, you fall into this. Like, this is what happens to me. It's like I have. Yeah, I feel like I have commitment issues. And what you just said just gave me an epiphany <laughs> right now. It's like that explained my commitment issues. Right. It's like I feel like when I pursue unrequited love, I know that there's not going to be an end, but there's like this hope that there might be. Yeah. So that in some way is much easier than being in a committed relationship and them hurting you because you have put everything out. Like when you're in an unrequited love, you always have a bit of, you're always a little bit more reserved because you know, yeah. like that's not, that potentially might not happen. So I'm a little bit more reserved in how I feel and, you know, towards this person or how I present my feelings or emotions to this person. And so when things don't work out, you're like, you know what? Well, I wasn't really into him anyways. <laughs> <laughs> like you kind of set the expectations so low that yeah, you're like, okay, I cannot be sad because like there shouldn't be any expectations to start with. Exactly. And then... But if I'm in a committed relationship, this is where my commitment issue comes in. It's like when I'm in a requited love, I'm like, this person will probably never love me back. So I could just do whatever the fuck. And then when they do love me back, I'm like, oh, shit, what do I do now? And I panic because I have this commitment issue that is deeply rooted in what you just said about like, you know, past traumas. Yeah. I never experienced someone who wants to be so committed with me and is so emotionally available. I don't know what to do. Like, am I ready for this? And I gaslight myself. <laughs> it's also because like change, like the unknown is so uncomfortable. So even, yeah. even though it's like a good relationship or like a very committed relationship, because that's new. 
so you kind of feel this like unsure like the sense of like oh i don't know what's going on but the pursuit of unrequited love is very familiar or i know what i'm getting every time i go into it so i kind of feel less scared than like putting my heart and soul out and knowing that you know i will never survive another heartbreak and (laughs) (laughs) so that's why i find that a lot of people (laughs) tend to get fixated on pursuing it's so it's so fucked that we are so used to heartbreak Mm -hmm. we're more used to heartbreaks than being in love that (laughs) you know that i know how to deal with a heartbreak more than more than i know how to deal with being in love or in a committed relationship it's insane the second a guy tells me i love you i'm fleeing the country (laughs) i'm taking a vaccine to the eye and i'm fleeing the country i am fleeing (laughs) but isn't that insane like to think about yeah i that I know full on like to because sometimes I get into this very pessimistic like area like in my mind where say when I first started dating a guy or Mm -hmm. seeing this person and everything is going well but immediately like like drinky drinky overthinky I drink (laughs) and I overthink (laughs) (laughs) I'm more like breathing breathing overthinking every second every other day like you're drinking drinking overthinking but it's it's like that thing where like everything works out you're like what's the motherfucking catch ah yeah it's like what's the catch bitch let me know before i wear my heart on my sleeve put everything out on the table i know i need to know the catch yeah and that's the that's like the conditioning of unrequited love because we've been in so many of these quote-unquote relationships Mm -hmm. that we never it wasn't reciprocated or mutual Mm -hmm. but yeah like say i would be like seeing a person and then something goes off and i'm like oh my god like i don't know you know i just panic i don't know what to do because i have not i i am so conditioned to car breaks and so i know how to do like a a small little inconvenience will happen and i'll be like that's it they don't like me (laughs) that's it it's just this is a fuck boy <laughs> once again i have recognized the the hits and everything and now i have con- it's the conclusion this is a fuck boy and this is how i deal with a fuck boy and i immediately go into fuck boy mode yeah where i'm like this is how i deal with it i have a whole fucking sop on this you know but then yeah. when someone say i love you and i'm like wait what <laughs> like i don't have an sop for this you're like wait you do why you do why but it's me like do you know me (laughs) that's so true yeah i'm gaslighting myself every every breath i take (laughs) every move i make every bond i break i will be watching (laughs) i will be gaslighted (laughs) (laughs) oh my god but yeah it's so real like I want to know, is this a universal thing? Are people feeling the same way? Or are we just, are the two of us just... Mentally ill. <laughs> mentally ill. <laughs> why Why do you think people struggle to move on from unrequited love? I, I think it's always because it never happened. So you always have yeah. that little like, 
oh there there could have been the could have would have yeah, the could have the lingering what ifs it's so beautiful the fantasy of it oh that's you know? yeah that's what gets me yeah the you know like the 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 hopes of what if it happened you know like so, what if it worked out so like i was like years ago there was this man and i it kind of started as like a one-sided like i don't know i don't even know if it's like a crush or whatever is it an unrequited love yeah yeah <laughs> it turned it turned out to be um but yeah but the first time around it didn't work out so do, do you think that that person had given you some sort of hints or like i don't want to say lead you on but like that 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 kind of vibe like give you a vibe where like oh this could happen you know like i was highly interested but we didn't really like do anything so right. so i was kind of like okay cool like i guess well it's, it's whatever like just strangers you know gone the wind and the second time around when the person showed a slight interest and i uh, being a dumb bitch that i am i was like oh my god like we're we're such good friends like <laughs> nothing oh. will happen three months in i am heartbroken <laughs> from a one-sided relationship unrecorded love. love it's and yeah. it's because like the what is is what drove me to make yeah. that mistake once again because i was like you know i i'm I better make sure he really doesn't like me. So, so like the second time he came back. Yeah, after like a year or two, I think there was like a like a good long period of time in between. After yeah. he came back, I was like, I better just to be sure. Just I be better sure give he it another doesn't try. Doesn't want to date me. Let me just give it another try. Like the first time a year ago didn't really like I wasn't fully sure he yeah. doesn't want me but now i really need to be sure 100% yeah he doesn't i just want gotta me. like fool me twice kind of situation <laughs> so i was like oh yeah the what ifs you know like it's what the what ifs that gets you yeah like what what if you if worked out situationships are always the most beautiful because you don't have a label right you don't feel like you have permission to argue or you know, like all the bad, not the bad, but like all the things in relationships that are the hardest. Yeah. You don't get to experience them in situationships because you don't feel like you have the permission to be mad mm. to, uh, uh, of them or they have the permission to be mad about you. Because then the moment that happens is when you got to define the relationship. It's like, why are you mad about this? Like, why do you yeah. care if I talk to another guy? Well, that means you have feelings for me. Well, do you want to marry me or like what? <laughs> Should I go pick out a gown or like, what is the situation? <laughs> My friend is are already planning a party, so yeah. Like, how do you want your bachelor to be? I just want to make sure, like, because you got mad at me when this guy talked to me at a club. So when is the wedding? <laughs> Literally, but, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like situationships are always the most beautiful and the most perfect and and so you don't really feel like because it's so beautiful that the what ifs of that situation ship is also beautiful and you you when you're in that like beautiful kind of you know perfect world you let many things slide yeah you don't want it because you don't feel like you have the permission to argue or to be mad so you let a lot of things slide and you only see the goods in 
in your date or this other partner, this person um, that you're seeing. And it's hard to, so it's hard to move on from that because you think it's so great. It's like, oh my God, this person is perfect. Why didn't it work out? Yeah, because all you see are the good moments. Yeah. And and I think, you know, why we struggle to move on from from it is because we also don't give ourselves the permission to grieve the emotions that um, that came off of this quote unquote relationship. You know, Mm -hmm. you think, you know, we'll never, you know, we've never really dated. So isn't it just stupid and pathetic to be sad over this person if we never really dated and then you feel kind of like should i tell my friends about it because like because sometimes you're like oh i'm just seeing this person it's whatever and then (laughs) when you're like legitimately heartbroken you're like i am so sad and depressed but i kind of told them it's whatever so (laughs) just trying to play it cool it's fine it's fine. I but cry then, like, myself is- to sleep every night, but it's fine. We're just seeing each other. It's fine. <laughs> but like, what is the issue? Like, what is this phenomenon of being cool? I Why don't do know. Want- what do people want to be cool about it? I mean, like, oh, I'm chill. I'm cool. You know, we're just chill. I'm like, Why so- can't you just be like, I'm fucking obsessed <laughs> about this man and I want to have his babies. Like, but I just met him like two months ago. Can, I, can we normalize this? Can I we literally, <laughs> I think we should normalize that. That literally happens to me every other day. I'm like obsessed, <laughs> obsessed with strangers. And then like it hits me that they're just a stranger. I mean, like breathing, not, breathing just, I want to have your kids. <laughs> I want to have your pregnancy scares. literally because it's like i think but i think like the deep down like being chill for me is almost like a protection like it's almost like i'm trying to protect myself from getting hurt so i'm like okay you know what like it's fine i'll just i'll just like be cool and you know go with the flow yeah 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 but it it's just me scared to get hurt and yeah. pretending that I'm chill. Like, what is... Th- this is, like, the, there's this, like, cool girl, chill girl... Uh, what do you call that? Concept? Phenomenon. <laughs> Phenomenon? Like, why are men all looking for chill girls? But sometimes I feel like men kind of uses that to take advantage. Like, they kind of uses that or, like, oh, you're not chill. And then as girls, we're like, oh, we have to be chill. So we have to, like, oh do God. what they say. Like, yeah see that's the thing it's like you don't want to do anal oh just <laughs> chill out <laughs> but like bitch give me a dildo i will <laughs> fuck you in the ass <laughs> that legitimately happened to me <laughs> last week <laughs> but yeah it's like they kind of use that as an advantage to be like oh just chill out like just be chill i'm like bitch i'm not chill but then i'm you like w- you want someone to play video games with you and suck your dick <laughs> Like, uh, ask your, your homie. Bro. Ask your homie. <laughs> but it's also like, yes, I can be chill, but also like, this is my boundaries. And just because my boundaries don't match yours doesn't mm-hmm. mean that I'm not chill. Exactly. Exactly. So that's very like, interesting. Where, but like, where, where, I wonder where this comes from, this whole chill girl phenomenon. Like, why? 
why are men are there any i like to ask are <laughs> once again i'm asking is there any real chill girl out there like are you actually chill or are you just chill because you want to look like you want to people to think you're chill like i am not chill <laughs> oh my god i am not chill. i'm not chill and at this point i mean i used to want to you know present myself as like a chill girl like i fucking hate video games like i can't do it i i can't i don't even play tetris i suck at it <laughs> but you know what i mean it's like why do women want to come off as chill and why do we let it bother us so much i mean i don't know i would like to uh, know the answers because why i'm no longer subscribing to seeming chill and but actually just torturing myself at 3 a.m right? going through his followings i'm not doing that anymore i'm asking him directly who that person is <laughs> I have am. you ever okay everyone have done this where you like first met a guy and you're like oh my god they're into basketball and then you like go through the entire nba list and you're like oh yeah, yeah I know me LeBron. watching last dance the whole show on netflix <laughs> knowing full well that i have never never interested in basketball yeah me me being like trying to talk basketball trying to talk nba and like have no idea what i'm talking about i just read it in an article <laughs> <laughs> like an hour before i met them that that's oh. the shit it's like why am i doing this why am i torturing myself just so they they will like me like so okay here's the thing like i wasn't dating for like a really good majority of time like i think i was like at least half a year i wasn't dating yeah prior to you know coming back to taiwan and everything and um and when i was re-entering about to re-enter the dating pool i was thinking like is this you know is this for me i'm not sure like will i get into another unrequited love am i gonna meet you know people that i actually like it's just like a lot of anxiety um, right. and a lot of it is like when i'm dating people i'm thinking do they like me like, am I chill enough? And I, am I the type of person they like? Do I need to show off as more of the type of person they like? Like, I know all the political correct bullshit. You know mm. what I mean? Like, I know, all the, like, love yourself, be yourself, blah, 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 blah. Like, I know all of it. But then when you're in the situation, you still want to present yourself as likable because that's just human nature. Right. Everyone wants to be liked because we're all social animals. Yeah. Let's be honest. Um, and if your personality sometimes is a little shitty, which is everyone for me, I got my shitty side. Um, I don't want to show people that. So, you know, I would think, do they like me? I want to present myself as someone they like. And then I read this article and there's this quote that said, when you re-enter the dating pool, stop thinking about if this person likes you or not and really examine if you like them. It's so simple, such a simple concept, you know? And then I, that really stuck with me. I can't that seem really to wrap my head around it. This simple conceptual idea. Yeah, please, please elaborate. <laughs> yeah, so instead of thinking when I'm out with people, instead of thinking, do they like me? I'm thinking, do I like them? Why? I just start thinking the other way around. Like, do I like them? The, what parts of them, like, I really resonate with and that I really like? Um, and... Because instead of thinking, do, do they like me? 
which I will then go and read a bunch of articles about MBA or whatever the <laughs> fuck they're into. Um, and that's not really me. I start thinking, do they like me and are they compatible with me and, you know, my goals? And it's such a simple concept. But sometimes you just kind of get carried away because you want to be like. And it's very normal. Yeah. Also, like, I was, um, like, when I was going on, like, these casual dates, I was telling this to my therapist. I was like, oh, you know, I find myself kind of, like, get into my own head and start becoming uncomfortable because I feel like I'm not fulfilling the other person's view of who I am. Right. And like right. that that pressure of constantly like being like fulfilling that expectations is just right. like what gets me. I'm like why am I so anxious? Like why why do I feel like I can't be myself? Cuz sometimes mm-hmm. I feel like I'm too like emotional or like you know i don't want to disclose that i'm mentally ill (laughs) or like i'm like yeah i mean what if the other person is like i can't yeah exactly and i i feel like a lot of that is also validation issues Mm. for me it's like i if they for example if they're like wow i didn't know you're into mba you know so much and i'm like i feel validated and I'm like, oh, my God, yeah, <laughs> you, you know, like I feel validated. And that's like validation issues because I that's never compulsive lying. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like this person accepts me and a lot of it comes from, you know, my family. Yeah. Back like it's just I was never really validated as a kid. Um, so to have that, to have those like words of affirmation, words mm-hmm. of validation means so much to me. And therefore it kind of, I get head over heels for that. I'm like, oh my God, I am the type of person they like. So, you know, I, I'm like, this person likes me. It's just, it's just, yeah. Mm. It's just sucks. You know, sometimes I'm like, sometimes, but deep down, like I'll be like, I'm validated. This person likes me. Therefore I kind of like them too. They're cool. But deep down, I hate myself for not being myself yeah and it sucks i hate myself for the sen- false sense of validation that i am you know that i'm receiving from someone that is seeing the side of me that's not really even me yeah bitch it just got deep <laughs> <laughs> that is so true though it's such a huge huge struggle like these yeah. days because everything like with modern dating everything is so quick so it's just like i feel like sometimes it's just like almost like and like being on shark tank you know like in these two <laughs> hours i need to present to you why Pre- i'm a good present fit to you yeah like why why am i a good fit what why do why would you want to sleep with me or why why do you want to date me it's just like everything's so quick that we don't take the time to really get to know the other person anymore and exactly with the internet like everything is just so like you know there are a lot of assumptions a lot of expectations Mm -hmm. and and i think that's also why modern dating moves so fast Mm -hmm. it's like you sleep with a person so quick like you know how there used to be bases yeah like base one base two base three home run base one is like i don't know everyone has different one base one say you hold hands base two you kiss base three you make out for home run you you have sex mm-hmm. but now the bases are like the other way around it's like you have sex first and then maybe 
And then maybe you will hold their hand in public in daylight. Because holding hands in public in daylight versus nighttime is so different. Daylight is like you're kind of somewhat, you know, exclusive. Well, whatever. You know what I mean? It's like they will refuse to hold your hand in daylight, but like they will booty call you uh, at 3 a.m. and ask if they can put their dick in your asshole. I fall like, on. It's so intimate. <laughs> like intimacy is a whole sh- like shit show right now. I fall on raw dog this man, and we still haven't held hands. <laughs> I am so yes. sorry. <laughs> but these are the kind of things what modern dating is, and it's hard to wrap up my head around because, I mean, there's not even anything to wrap my head around because it's so normalized now. Yeah, people just accept it as norm. It's like, oh, you fuck them, cool, but you know, haven't really held hands. Cool, that's fine. Yeah, it's just so normal, and everything just goes so fast now. And because things are moving so fast, sometimes when you meet someone that you like, it could be on credit love where it's so one sided. You have a crush on someone, you feel like they're gonna meet someone really quick too. Like yeah, I else. feel like other person's gonna get to sleep with them first, so I better just like, I better take on him. <laughs> I take the parking spot right when I see it. <laughs> it's that I like. It's oh, yeah, that's so true though. It's like the whole idea of intimacy, intimacy has shifted so much, and even like for myself yeah. too, it has shifted so much that you know, like the physical sense of closeness is not really like intimate for me anymore mm-hmm. like it could be but like there's just different tiers now yeah yeah absolutely and you know going back to why we going back to unquieted love like how do you think you people can get over unqui- unrequited love well i have a three-step program <laughs> for unrequited love <laughs> Because I'm addicted to men that don't want me back. Right. This is actually low-key AA. Yeah. <laughs> Unrequited I'm I'm Love Anonymous. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I should start a whole support group, honestly. So my first Anyways, step is... What is your step one? Step one is allow yourself to be sad. It's like what you said. Um, we should really normalize heartbreak and sadness for unrequited love for people you've never really dated because it is real and I feel like you cannot get over feelings that you don't allow yourself to feel. So they just kind of linger around and haunt you until you are um, no longer Depressed. able to live. Yeah. And, <laughs> and second is... Our humor is so dry and sometimes I think like people who just who never listen to us tune into this as like their first episode. They're like, these bitch like wow yeah sometimes i think people are like are they are they being for real like are they for real for real yeah like sometimes we would joke and i'll be like like oh toby like literally today i'm like toby i don't want to do my taxes i want to slip my own throat (laughs) (laughs) and some days i'm like is that is that too much (laughs) oh honestly our humor is just but anyways sorry go back to your step uh three-step program 
Yeah, and then after you allow yourself to really feel, the second step is to practice self compassion. So try and shift your energy from like that person back onto yourself. So instead of going like obsessing over that person and like you know what could have worked out, what should have, what if, um, mm-hmm. try and be nice to yourself or use that energy to like glow the fuck up, glow up glow thirst up. trap, glow up thirst trap, glow up thirst trap. <laughs> Just that is your schedule. Monday glow up, Tuesday thirst trap, and you Wednesday, repeat. Glow up, just a repeat. Yeah. yeah, repeat. Be very dedicated to the schedule, and you will be good. Yeah, <laughs> and you know that is just glow it. The fuck up. And the third, the last step is like more of like a holistic kind of thing is to do the mm-hmm. inner work and really understand the pattern. So look at your relationship and ask yourself like is this a pattern for me do I tend to get stuck in this pattern of unrequited love if yes then identify like why is the reason that you keep pursuing that because there must be an underlying issue yeah Mm -hmm. it's like why do I keep falling for men that don't have a bed frame (laughs) that don't have a bed frame and instead have a um a skate ramp in his (laughs) living room Something like that, you know, like think about why really, really, you know, go into glow the fuck up and think about why you keep falling for men with a skate ramp in the living room. Because sometimes you ask yourself like, why? Like I ask myself that all the time. Like, why do I suddenly become obsessed when I feel like this person doesn't no longer like me? Like, why is it that I feel like? I need the person to like me. And what does that have to do with my self-esteem issues or my self-worth issue? You mm-hmm. know? But that's actually scientifically proven that when mm. someone um, doesn't like you, like when you go through a breakup and you know this person doesn't like you, you're right. actually more obsessive. It's a oh, brain thing. Oh, shit. Yeah. It's a neurological thing that happens to people um, that you know, this chemical that actually triggers in your brain to make you more obsessive and more in love with this person. So now when my friend shame me on being a dumb bitch, I can tell her that it's a condition. (laughs) Exactly. You're like, it's neurologically conditioned. And uh, I just, there's this, there's this chemical in my brain called dumb bitch juice. And it's just producing like a motherfucker. Like it's It's just just overly producing. Yeah, it's imbalanced. I can't. It's like hormones. <laughs> oh my god, that's so interesting. Um, yeah, and I think um, for me, I think mm-hmm. the three step program is great, <laughs> absolutely stunning. Um, but also, I am a to do list, a list cunt. I love lists. Right. I list everything. Um, so I would say make a list of why you dislike this person and why you like this person pros and cons baby um but really focus on the cons <laughs> after you break up and be like this bitch doesn't have a bad frame and just really focus on that and think about why <laughs> really really <laughs> obsess over the bed frame what could the bed frame look like how does it feel to have a bed frame is it from ikea or like where's this bed frame coming from does it have drawers in the bottom does it open is it black is it wood you know the what ifs of this bed frame really really obsess over it and then you know this help this helps you move on the bed frame 
oh. will help you move on because when you really focus i've read this article I, it's not i don't know if it's scientifically proven i don't right. know if there's science or any data back in it but hatred actually helps you move on that's what i heard mm. um i don't uh encourage hate or anger but um sometimes it works i feel like when you're angry at your ex you will have this newfound energy that makes you more productive and that's how you glow the fuck up bitch yeah one heartbreak <laughs> away from being the best version of yourself always <laughs> i'm always one heartbreak you are away always you are always one heartbreak away from being the best version you. yeah we just we can start a whole cult based on this oh the the cults will just be people being in unrequited love and being in heartbreaks and it will be an a team a team <laughs> bitch it will be an a team because these people will just keep falling in love with each other and but not really and then they just go through collective heartbreaks and then just glow up and then and the entire team glow up i will have the most depressed team but they will be in top physical condition you know how the how we're gonna end <laughs> all the world issues is you take all the the greatest scientists and put them in one room, make them fall in love with each other, and make them break up with each other, and they just glow the fuck up, and suddenly we have cure for cancers, bitches. <laughs> you want cure for cancer? You want cure for AIDS? <laughs> Flying cars? My Flying God. cars? You want to explore the space? <laughs> put elon musk in there and his ex <laughs> oh, my oh my god, god. can you imagine maybe that's how elon musk started spacex and tesla thanks he, to his ex wow he just wanted to glow up really he really did glow up <laughs> <laughs> he glued the fuck up into mars <laughs> he done already glowed up so yeah that's how uh that's how you're gonna get that's how we're gonna end world hunger. That's how we- <laughs> we're gonna end capitalism. That is oh it, baby. Yeah. Oh. Um. Yeah. That's how motivation comes. Um. And also, I mean, a lot of it is just all jokes. But you know, if this is the first time you're listening to our podcast, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's a. This is a. This is a formal apology, but. <laughs> But yeah, keep listening. We're always like this. Yeah, you, you'll you get a little bit of nuggets away, but mainly it's just like humor is our coping mechanism. So yeah, if we don't I laugh, mean, our, we cry. Our goal is not to make you woke, is to make you piss a little bit. <laughs> just a tiny bit. Just a tiny bit. You know how you get like UTI? That amount. <laughs> it's like UTI every five seconds, you want to piss a little bit. That's how I want you to take away every episode. <laughs> That's literally the most like accurate description <laughs> of our podcast. <laughs> it's like UTI. Um, okay, well, in conclusion, I think you should stop, not you, but people in Unrequited <laughs> Love should stop gaslighting ourselves. Um, you know, stop gaslighting yourself. You are allow and you have the permission to be sad and to Mm -hmm. have these emotions that comes with a heartbreak that even though it's not uh exclusive or formal or labeled i mean you know people are always like you guys only dated for a couple months it's not that serious anyways Mm. but i don't think it's about the length of time you spent with this person it's more like the death you went with this person right right so 
you are allowed to be sad. You're allowed to have emotions and you are allowed to get over this person or try to move on. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, the length definitely allows more time to get to know a person, but also so does experiencing heartbreak or experiencing hardship early on in a relationship mm-hmm. or overcoming difficulties together. Those things also strengthens your relationship, quote unquote relationship. So, you know, stop gaslighting yourself. Stop thinking that, you know what? I've only dated this person for a couple months. Like, it's not that serious anyways. Um, don't do that because you, you know, most people are very, most people are a lot more perceptive and intuitive mm-hmm. um, than they realize. So just really but trust your intuition. Trust yeah. that if your intuition is telling you that you're sad, then you are sad, you know? Trust your guidance system. We feel the way that we do for a very good reason. And um, human beings, we didn't evolve for a million years to have a stupid internal guidance system anyways. That's um, so true. Those things, yeah, those things are what really made us survive or help us survive. So trust your intuition yeah be i think sad bitch sad bitch be club. sad i think it's also good to like dive like really dive into your feelings and like really know how you feel and like yes i've been using like the emotion wheel kind of when i'm like oh i'm i i don't know like i kind of feel sad but i'm not sure how i feel about it like i you know how therapists is always like oh how does that make you feel like that's it like how does this situation make you feel and really take it apart because a lot of times your feelings i find that they're they're almost like what you say like a guidance for you to understand what you're lacking of like for example if i'm feeling very jealous of this person maybe it's a little wake-up call that you need to give yourself more love or you need to be Mm -hmm. extra nice to yourself rather than being so fixated on this person and becoming very jealous of this guy and yeah yeah exactly exactly so that brings us to the end of this episode and i hope all of you piss a little bit and take away (laughs) something uh from the both of us um and that's it yeah lastly if you like our episode make sure you Go on Instagram and follow us at sugarhoneybbt at S-U-G-A-H-O-N-E-Y-B-B-T. And you can keep up with the mommies at BBT Mommy and at Sensitive Bow. Um, and I hope you guys all have mutual um, committed love. Or not. I don't know. Whatever you choose to have. Just go to therapy. Yeah, just Bye. go to therapy.